at SFM Radio and at Stephen Grutus on Twitter. The National Assembly yesterday passing the Climate Change Bill, obviously part of sort of government's response to climate change. We know what an impact it's going to have on us. Brandon Abdenor is from the Centre for Environmental Rights, is acting head for Pollution and Climate Change Program there. Brandon, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning to the listeners. What will this bill actually change? Well, for a start, it um, obliges all, virtually all organs of state at all tiers of, of government to harmonize their laws, policies and measures to, to align with the principles of this act um, and put a, a bunch of obligations on them around adaptation. For example, various municipalities, provinces and at national level need to um, assess kind of the risks that are expected to come from climate change and then formulate response plans. Um, it also formalizes our NDC or Paris Agreement target into domestic law. So that gives us something to aim for in terms of greenhouse gas emissions reductions. And it's the first piece of legislation that actually defines the just transition, um, which is how we ensure that those most vulnerable in terms of workers and communities don't bear the brunt of the, the costs of decarbonization. Okay, I mean, this is actually going to have an impact. I mean, it's one thing to tell everyone they have to draw up a plan. I mean, we know what our municipalities are like. Do you think it is going to have an impact? I think it will. I think there's a, a lot of work that needs to be done. And a plan is only as sort of good as, as it is solid. Um, so so a lot of technical support and budget is, is going to need to be diverted to ensure that those measures are, in fact, effective. Um, this is a, a framework piece of legislation. So... A lot of the devil will be in the detail with, with many regulations and guidelines and so on still to be formulated. So there's a lot of um, space still for it to have a bigger impact or a less impact? Yeah, the proof's always in the pudding. But I think the, the, the fundamental architecture is there now. Um, this bill has not been as strong as we would have liked to see it in certain regards. Um, for example, making sort of continuous excess greenhouse gas emissions an offence. Um, we would have liked to see a bit more proactive disclosure of information related to climate change. But but fundamentally, the bones are there. So it comes down to political will and how effective those regulations are. Uh, we've been talking about this bill. At the same time, many people talking about the fact we've had no load shedding for five days today. Part of that is because uh, two units at Kosile are back up and running. Another, A third unit is running for the first time. They're only able to run because they're not using the uh, desulfurization process that's supposed to take the worst parts of the pollution out of the atmosphere. What impact is the fact that these units are running at Kosile in this way going to be having of the people who live around there? Well, exactly. They're continu- going to continue to be sacrificed, as, as all the communities in that area are. Um, I don't have the figures to hand, but the sort of excess deaths, I think it's it's close to 700 excess deaths a year just from that Kusile bypass, um, never mind the sort of hundreds of thousands of emergency room visits, etc. Just showing us why we need to move away from this dirty system as, as quickly as possible and also enhance reliability and, and um, the economics of the whole situation. Brandon Abdenor, thank you. Acting Head of the Pollution and Climate Change Programme at the Centre for Environmental Rights.